0: And now here's your host, Grand Canyon whitewater guide, yoga instructor, and master of the didgeridoo, Mandela. Today the trail travel is being recorded on location in Marrakesh, Morocco. We are sitting in the home of Mohamed Bahadou. He was born in Mirzouga, which is located in the Sahara Desert. First of all Mohammed, thank you so much for inviting me into your home and joining me here today on the Trail Less Traveled.
1: Thanks to you for coming to come into visiting us. Welcome home, as we can say. So my name is Mohammed Ait Bahadu. So I would like to let you know what does mean first my name. So Mohammed, it's nice to have it in, in the family. So Ait Bahadu Ait means tribe in a desert which is, as you know, we are many tribes in the desert. So my name is Mohammed Eit I was born in Merzouga. Merzouga, which is in a Sahara desert. It's the border between Morocco and Algeria, which is near, it's not far from Bashar, which is the city it's known as in Algeria. So I was born in desert, which is a small home and small house. It's been built in by the mud. My family is to be the Nomad family. They traveling all over in Sahara. so his logic to live, there is the water, there is life. So my mom she born in the desert in a tent and they've been traveling. But since my father he became an army, so we moved to Merzuga, which is becoming now famous places, which is nearby the big sand dunes. and these sand dunes, we call it today, Erg Chabi. Erg Chabi E R G once someone here in Morocco he told you E R G means erg means sand dunes. So I born there, then I moved from there after eight years we moved to the small town is nearby. It's there I study. So as my father he became in military. As you know, we are in a border between Algeria and Morocco. My father, automatic, after when he left the nomad, he became an army. So we were born there. After seven years, we moved to Merzouga. I studied there for a few years. Then after growing up there, you know, we're looking for some small business. As you know, we're looking for ourselves since we were born here in Morocco. Like I try to sell some fossils and some ammonite, some... Trolobite, which is, is a kind of the fossils as you know in a desert it was long and the million million years ago it was the ocean there once the ocean is becoming empty and the desert it becomes dry today we found some kind of the fossils we call it ammonite and trollobite we've been waiting for the tourism sometime they come in for a long diver from air which is, is the big city they're catching sunset there or sunrise we try to sell for them some fossils we get some money we try to buy some books to leave there so then after once say growing up there after 14 15 16 years old i move from Merzuga we go to risani the Rissani, which is, is the biggest city and the used to be is the biggest market in the south of morocco which is for the caravan so, Risani today, I mean, is the dynasty Alawite, which is, is the foundation for the dynasty Alawite. Then, from there, I moved to the big city, which is, is Agadir. There, I work for the factory that we sell some kind of the tomato. I finish my study in our food. Then I back again to the desert. I work there for tourism, which is, is my job until now. Since two thousand, I've been in a tour leaders of Morocco. So now I live in marrakech which is, is the big city and it's the city it snows in Morocco. And I work in, in the tourism and dynasty for the tourism. I've been in Agadir, Sawira, the ocean city, the wind city, and they moved to marrakech So today I have family and engagement with my wife and I have two kids. One's name is Yusuf, and the other one, his name is Karim.
0: We're sitting here in the home of Mohammed Ait Bahadu, and one of your sons is sitting here next to you. Who's this?
1: This is Karim. Say salam alaikum.
0: Salam alaikum.
1: Karim, he says salam alikum means alaikum. is a peace for everybody. Salam alaikum means is a peace for everybody in Arabic, which is salam alaikum.
0: Your son's sitting here and I was going to ask you if you could give me a little bit of an Arabic lesson. Maybe your son could help. Uh,
1: so we're going to say like salam alaykum. Salam <speaking> alaikum. <speaking> marhaba bikum. Marhaba <speaking> bikum. So marhaba bikum means welcome. So it's nice normally we say marhaba bikum means welcome home. And uh, we can say ma'a salama or bislama means goodbye. So when I say you, let's say something, <laughs> know Smiti Karim.
0: Smiti Karim.
1: So he said this name is Karim. Means, means When I say Smiti Karim, that means my name is Karim and he has a seven years old. So he born in Marrakech and he studied here in Marrakech. And they have another one, which is Youssef. It's nine years old.
0: And Karim, can you tell us how to count to 10 in Arabic? So
2: he's been
1: counting right now, he's been counting by the Moroccan dialect. So here in Morocco, we get two language Arabic, which is his dialect. We call it Darija is Wahad Juj Glata Arba Hamsa Sita Sabatemani Ashara but if we can account in Arabic classic that means they should say Wahid Itnani Talatatun Arbatun Hamsetun Sitatun Sabatun Tamaniatun Tisatun Asharatun that means this Arabic classic all over where you go you can account like this.
0: Beautiful. You're on the Trail Less Traveled, and we are recording on location in Marrakesh, Morocco. We're in the home of Mohammed Ait Bahadu. And in the Berber language, Ait means a tribe in the desert. And Mohammed was born in Merizuga. That is in the Sahara Desert. It means the sea within the sand, because millions of years ago, the Sahara Desert was under the ocean. And I want to dive more into that now. So my first question for you is, Mohammed, where did you grow up and how is adventure a part of your childhood? Can you paint the picture for the listener who hasn't really any idea of what the Sahara Desert is like? Can you take us there, please?
1: So if I take you, I mean, I try to give you the little bit about the image where I live. So a million and million years, of course, we can remember. But they say for us as the geology found some fossils and some trollobites, as I say, and some kind of the fish. So Sahara, we can say there is two kind of the desert in Morocco. We get the flat desert with the black stone. We cannot call it a rag R-E-G, means it's flat desert with the black stone. And they can say there is a little bit of sand dunes. Sometimes you only travel in the flat desert, you can get after the flat desert, you get a little bit of sand dunes, as we call it is the erg. Which is, is the sand dunes? They can go high, 150 until 170 meters high. So when I mean the deserts, in Morocco and or Merzouga, I mean is a desert which is the people they travel with the camels and they traveling by the foot at night depends of the season it could be summer it will be hot they travel at night by the stars if it's in the winter time they means they're sitting up and they're following the water and they believe where there is the water there is life so as you know the shipper people which is the nomad or we call it is egypt's gypsies so the gypsies means they have a sheep they have the camels once they need for the money they cannot take one ship to go to the market as we call it in local name souk. Souk means is the local market they could be one day a week the people they come in all over in the area and they cannot buy what they need they sell what they need the most of the ship or people they take the ship they sell one ship with this money they cannot buy what they need in a whole week or it could be even two weeks so once they back home, I mean, they sleep in a tent. The tent, it means it's separated between two. One room, it's for the parents, and the other one, it's for the kids. And the most of the time, there is no building. They share in the tent, only just with the blanket. Or some kind of, as we call it in Morocco, which is the separate between these two rooms in a tent. So they follow the water. I mean, they share sharing the life between them example let's say the woman she taking care for the kids and the man he could be shopper and the kids they can go to looking for the water they bring it some of the water it's from the spring could be all day it could be four hours they use the camels and they beg so the life in a desert i mean they have no civilization there there is no power there is nothing so what they know is only just sunrise sunset shepherd all the day for his food they use in most of the milk, water, and the dates. Which is this is the lunchtime. One day back home, the evening they can have some easy dinner and they sleep. The next day wake up early, early in the morning and they keep going this life. So the life sometime I mean they kinda be the party between them. They invite each other. It could be some wedding or some people, they get in marriage arrangement between the family. Some of them, they can sleep or they can be far away from the area where they can meet. They can meet each other in the market. As they said, they have one day work a week. They can change. I mean, the news, they can say, please tell this family, Islam like me, it's had Mohammed in a day, blah, blah, blah. Please tell them we have wedding. They can come. They can share with us the food and they can eat. You know they have the party between them and they separate after this and the people they believe the God and they believe Islam the life there they are uh, people Muslims Sunni but they are more open they respect each one he comes to his home welcoming and they very very welcoming they are very hot for welcoming they can uh, share a tea tea it means is Moroccan tea we call it is mint tea a binana which is Moroccan welcoming they can give you the tea or they can give you the milk with the dates. So the life there is very simple and they are not all the time in one place. As I say, so summertime they could be in nearby the high atlas and in the winter time they can down to the desert and uh, Sahara as you know is less 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 rain there in a desert. So sometimes it could be I mean hard life for the people once they get example sick they use some plants like the medicine and always they using something people who knows the life about the medicine there in the desert so life there sometimes it could be a little bit hard Sometimes we get example depends of the season we can get in August sometime where there is the sunstorm, which is it's very hot for us and the kind of the wind which is its hot could be coming from Africa, as we call it, it's Siruku or Shergi. This is the name for the wind, it comes, it's hot, always, and this, there could be a sun, sun storm, which is a black, black, black weather.
0: The trail as traveled is being recorded on location in Marrakesh, Morocco, and we are in the home of Mohammed Ait Bahadu. And in the Berber language, Ait means a tribe in the desert. Mohammed was born in Merzouga, which is in the Sahara Desert. Mohammed, can we talk a little bit more about the conditions in the Sahara and how the nomadic tribes are able to live within those conditions? For example, covering up to protect from the sun. How do they find water? And why is the camel a very well-adapted creature to utilize when traveling in the desert?
1: So I mean, for the weather to cover on the cone, sometimes they use the indigo. The indigo is kind of the plant which is, is a blue. That's why sometimes you can see the people in the desert, they are blue people. They use the indigo, it's like today they can use, I mean, sun cream in the world. But there they still keep, as before, is the indigo. The indigo is the plant, which is they kind of cover, like it could be same way as they make the sun cream. I mean, uh, when we're talking about the water, because they know there is some lake automatic when it's rain always there is the reserve it could be damp or it could be the lake or it could be sometime there is some spring nearby in case if there is no spring sometimes they use the wells which could be this wells is just near each other they could be salt water and there is the other one which is it's good to drink and you can use it for the kitchen but as you know in desert in Morocco here we had less 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 water so they can use it I mean only just for cooking or they can make some tea. So when they travel between them it's always there is some person which is it's old and it's always it could be man because he has the experience how to travel between the area to the other place. So the water always those as they say they use the wells. The wells is in a desert, I mean they kinda dip little bit about it could be sometimes 20 meters it could be sometime uh, more than 40 meters they dip to the land and they can of find some water and the most of the time i mean near the sand dunes always there is some spring mm. could be some spring there you can work miles on the mines quick you can find small oasis and the small spring water there
0: when you're finding a spring in the Sahara desert, is it called an oasis as well and are there other plants around is that a good way of knowing that
1: there's for sure going to be water there? Once they cover there is the spring, they try to live nearby. They make some agriculture nearby. You could be example uh, planting some carrots and some palms dates. Because as you know the palms dates they can reserve the water for while's. Is no problem for them. And they can eat the dates every year. I mean, let's say the season in the dates is October. And dates for the nomad people, they like it. It's because they can reserve for a year. No problem, they can eat it. It It's not like the other illegumes. I mean, for the camels, why they use the camels? Which is the strong, and the camels is born in a desert and has the experience in a desert. And the camels, as you know, here in Morocco, we get the camel. Most than the other area, I mean, like, in Afghanistan, ours here he can he has one boat and I mean he can reserve the water for three months without water, and you can travel is no problem. So, the camels for us here, which is, is the symbol for our tribe and our area where we live, is the camels we use it means it's like uh, our taxi, our transport, our. You know, we can use it to move the water from the area to the area and we can travel with. And the camel, which is strong and, you know, it's born in a desert, it's animal for, for desert and it's, it's been born for this. Yes. And it can be strong more than the others. We have Berber Arabic horses, which is a little bit more strong as the other one. And the horses here, we don't use it. I mean, you can use sometimes the mules, And the mules, I mean, you can find it in the high atlas, but there is no mules in a desert. We get only just the camels, donkey, or sheep that we have in in the desert.
0: Beautiful. That's the voice of Mohammed Ait Bahadu, and he was born in Mirzuga, which is located in the Sahara Desert. In the Berber language, Ait means a tribe of the desert, and Mirzuga means a sea within the sand, referring to the fact that the Sahara Desert millions of years ago was underwater. When we come back, we're going to learn more. But Mohammed, it's now time for a song. So can you please share a song with us that reminds you of your early childhood growing up in the Sahara Desert?
1: so what can i say when i was born in the desert i mean there is no radios there is no music but uh, once i grow in a little bit i like move to the city let's say uh, i like one of the my singers and of my favorite which is elton
2: john good day mate this is joe coming to you from the sunshine coast in eastern australia The Trail Less Travelled podcast is sponsored by Desert Green Hemp, family farmed, organically grown, tested and manufactured in Sisters, Oregon. Desert Green grows some of the finest genetics in the world using organic and biodynamic practices to provide the cleanest and most effective CBD. The rich volcanic mountain soils, dry climate and directly sourced mountain spring waters are what gives Desert Green uniquely pure and powerful CBD products. They also grow a variety of herbs and flowers on their farms that not only provide a direct source for some of their products, but also introduce beneficial bugs and pollinators to their land. Desert Green Hemp pride themselves on contributing to the regeneration of social, economic and environmental health on our planet. Visit DesertGreenHemp.com and remember to use the promo code MANDELA, M-A-N-D-E-L-A. This promo code will get you discounts and special offers. That promo code Mandala directly helps you and the future of Adventure Radio.
1: نحن الان مع الثري الاصفر ونجد ونحن الان في مدينه مراكش مدينه مراكش is كان موجوده في Al So I am with the, uh, Travels. We are in Marrakesh which is, is the city in Morocco in North of Africa. We are now trying to make some program try to enjoy us thank you.
0: Today, the trail as traveled is being recorded in Marrakesh, Morocco. We're sitting in the home of Mohammed Ait Bahadu. He was born in Mirzuga, which is located in the Sahara Desert. His surname, Ait Bahadu, in Berber, Ait means a tribe in the desert. And Merzouga, where he was born, means a sea within the sand, referring to the fact that the Sahara Desert millions of years ago was underwater. Mohammed, I would like to ask you now about the history of Morocco and some of the history that you share with your guests. You give tours into the Sahara Desert. You're very busy doing that. Uh, I guide whitewater expeditions on the Ahansal River, and then after our guests go down the whitewater with us, you take them into the Sahara Desert. It's an amazing trip that Water by Nature puts on, and I'm really excited about joining you in the desert.
1: Morocco in Arabic means al-Maghrib. Al-Maghrib, we are the last city had sunset in the world. That's why we call it Al Maghrib, which is, is the fourth prayers in Morocco, as we say in Arabic countries so is Maghrib, maghrib So Morocco it's the country which is in north of Africa. The first people live in Morocco is the Berber people. I mean in North Africa. But after when the Islam came, they've been fighting and you could be Morocco separate between the other countries. So Morocco is in North Africa. In North we get Spain. East we get Algeria. South we get Mauritania. East we get Las Palmas or the air for Spanish Italy. So Morocco today we get 70% of Moroccan people. They are Berber people. This is the first people live in Morocco. We get 3% they are Moroccan Jewish, and the rest they could be Arabic people, which is the Arabic. They live the Andalus from Heralda and from Sevilla. They leave Spain and they come to Morocco. So Morocco today is about 34 million people live in Morocco. Morocco has been independence in 56 from three countries which is from France, Spain and the Portugal. Morocco is one of the country which is there are Muslims Sunni we had our king his name is Mohammed VI. So Morocco has was been covered by four dynasties. is Morabitin, Saadiyin and right now we get the dynasty Alawit, which is their original. It's from the Gulf or from Dubai or from Syria too. So today Morocco, which is, is one country we can get four seasons. It's the same as the other places. Morocco it's becoming today it's very open to every countries morocco today is one country which is you can find what you wish to have in your tour so as i am a tour leader in morocco sometime we had example the tour which is is the biggest tour in morocco we start from casablanca casablanca which is our capital business means which is, is the biggest industrial city six million people live there so the first day, we're meeting the people. They come from all over to Morocco. They kind of fly to Casablanca. Now From Casablanca, we move to Rabat, which is the capital of Morocco, mm-hmm. right now. There used to be two times the capital in Morocco. You can find our king, he live and the ambassadors and councils and everybody live there. The third night, we move to Tangier, which is becoming the industrial city too. And it's a door of Africa, which is Tangier. From there, we go to Shefshawan, the blue city. Then from yes. Shefshawan, we down to Fes, via Velobilis, which is, is the Roman place. As you know, Morocco, it's been a million and million years ago. It's been covered by the Roman here, too. We have the Roman in Morocco, too. From there, we down to Fes. Fes is culture capital. Of Morocco and first date it means is two things so it depends how you pronounce first, depends how you, you write first. First, if you write it with S, it means is the dick to the people who use it for the agriculture, and when you pronounce with the Z, it means is the red head, the red head in Morocco. Here we call it fez. So we spent there two nights. We can leave the people, they can learn about our culture, our hospitality here in Morocco, our kitchen, how we live. And we show to them the means, the fest. They used to be the capital three times in Morocco, depends on the season. As we know, fast there is a mix of the people live there. We can offend the Christian, we can offend the Jewish, we can offend the Muslims. They can live all together and they can be neighborhood.
0: You're listening to The Trail Less Traveled, recorded on location in Marrakesh, Morocco. We're in the home of Mohammed Ait Bahadou. He was born in Merzouga, which is located in the Sahara Desert. We're speaking about the history of Morocco and some of the tours that he leads in the Sahara. Mohammed, before we move on, you were talking about how you talk about the culture and the kitchen and the ceremonies in Morocco.
1: So for the culture, please, as you know, we have a culture, a little bit is a mix between a Berber and Andalus. Let's say if we go, example, if I can take you, I will try to give you some image like the culture, when we down to the old city, as we call it, the Medina, you can find the architecture a little bit is more Andalus, when I say Andalus, it means it's south of Spain, where the Arabic people, they used to live there. Once they leave the Gulf, they come in to catch in the north of Africa to show to the people how they becoming Muslim. And they have to believe for Muhammad. So in France, we take the people to the Riyadh. Once I mean the Riyadh, I mean, it's kind of the old, old building in the old, old city. So you get inside, you get small garden, you get small fountain in the middle where there is the water, the people they can have fresh in summer and the rooms it's always they uh, could be dark and the wall it was built in by a large, it could be one meters large of the building which is a I means is the building in this, uh, one each other and it's close to the, each other and this could be cold in summer, uh, fresh and it could be hot in the winter talking about the culture in Fez, the culture is more Arabic Andalus, Berber. Let's say kind of the music we can use, there is some singer like the Andalus, like L'Oud. The music, Andalus. We call it his music, Andalus music, which is the people, the war, like the Jalaba, and the hat is the red hat, and they kind of play with L'Oud, this looks like the guitar, but we call it L'Oud. And the, and the drums and the castanets. So from there, we sit in the old city. We had the kitchen. We show for the people how they cook cook in the tagine and salad. We get many different salad in Morocco. We can use some beans, some uh, green. Uh, We use a lot of spices for our kitchen, which is more cumin and parsley. Mm -hmm. Tagine means is the dish. is the wrong dish. And inside could be money thanks cooking inside. It could be kafta, meatballs. It could be tagine, vegetables with the meat. It could be chicken with lemon. It's kind of our kitchen. And we use the bread, as we call it here in Morocco, is le uh, crepe in French.
0: You are just speaking about tagine, and your wife just yeah. came in, and I think she placed the tagine yeah. on the table?
1: Yeah, this is the tagine,
0: as we call it, the tagine. Wow. And then also we have fresh, fresh juice. juice, which
1: is we call it is... Uh, Fresh juice, we call it the panache. The panache, the word it comes from is the French, which is mixed between avocado, orange, the apples, there is banana. And sometimes we put a little bit of sugar because, as you know, in Morocco, everything here is very sweet and it's sugar.
0: Yeah. Well, it's meal time, and uh, fresh bread is being broke around the table. This is such a treat. I didn't expect this. We're sitting pretty close to the ground. For the listener who is not here with us before we eat, could you just tell them a little bit about where we are right now and why we sit so close to the ground in Morocco?
1: So our culture is always we put the tagine in the middle and we eat with our fingers. And all the families around near. We be together, we eat and we're talking. We eat by the fingers that we use here in Morocco. We use our fingers and everyone is allowed to eat in front of him. I mean, the tagine here we had is uh, carrots, potatoes, tomatoes, parsley, and we get the meat, which is, is the turkey, which is a new meat here in Morocco. We get turkey here in Morocco and we use some oil and spices.
0: And now it's time to have a meal. I'm so grateful to be here. It's time for a song. What song would you like to play right now?
1: It was, I like, you know, I kind of like some kind of music, which is the local music in Morocco.
0: We're recording the trail less traveled on location in Marrakesh, Morocco. We're in the home of Mohammed, Ait Bahadu. In the Berber language, Ait means a tribe of the desert. Mohammed was born in Merzouga, and Merzouga means a sea within the sand. Merzouga is located on the border between Morocco and Algeria. Mohammed, I would like to ask you a little bit about the ceremony of eating. I just shared a meal with your family here in your home and I'm very grateful, it was amazing. It was tagine with vegetables and then a meat that's in the center and you were telling me about how we only eat with our right hand and we save the meat for last. You only eat the food that's right in front of you. Can you tell us a little bit about the ceremony?
1: First, welcome home. And uh, I'm glad that you have been the first tagine with us, like means you will remember us for a while. So the tagine, it's always, we put it in the middle. There used to be example. long time ago, when is a big, big family, what we do is we share. The old adults, they can eat for themselves, and the kids, they can eat for themselves. And we get the women, which is they eating the last. Let's say in the first ones, the old adults is coming, they're eating together adults, only just the adults. Once we had only just the women, they eat eating only just the women alone and the kids alone. But today we get just a small family. I mean, as you say, we are just four people. So we're eating today with a taj in the middle always. And we eat always with the right hand. And always you are not allowed to eat in from, from the others. So we eat together like this and we sit together like this because we give appetite to each other between us. Mm-hmm. You could be not hungry, but we give it the appetite to each other. And as you know, the tagine, it's always it mixed it to be shared with the family.
0: Why do you only eat with your right hand?
1: So the reason for the right hand, because as you know, we are Muslims. Mm-hmm. Everything is, comes in the right. Because everything we done nice, we do it with the right size. Everything coming bad, we do it in the left side. That's why the reason it comes because we eat with the right because we are Muslims, mm-hmm. Sunnit, and our prophet has been pushing us the our culture and our religions from our religious, we eat with the right hand because everything it comes from the right hand which is, is nice and it's good.
0: Muhammad, I would like to ask you now more about Islam. You said Sunnit. Can you tell us what that means and just tell us a little bit more about Islam if you don't mind.
1: So the Islam as I said to you in the beginning, please, as I am a Berber people, I am Berber. The Berber, there is no religious long time ago. I think they've been believed for the sun. And after once the Islam, he came to Morocco to the North Africa. It's about 14 centuries now, about 1,400 years ago. We come back to becoming Muslim Sunni. So the Islam is one of the third religions after Christian, Jewish, Islam, Hikam, which is one of the religions, more Arabic, and we are Sunnit. So when I say Sunnit, because in Islam there is normally two kind of religions. It could be Shu'id, it could be Sunni. For us, we are Sunnit. Sunni means what? Muhammad, our prophet, he said, and we follow what Muhammad he said, for our religions. And Muslim Sunni, we are more open mind as the others. The others, you know, it's a little bit closed. Today, as I said to you before in Morocco, we are one country which is more open, Muslim Sunni. I mean, we live with the neighborhood, each other, near each other, it could be. Jewish, could be Christian, you could be Muslim, it could be no belief, but since you respect the people here, you can stay. So our religious Muslims, Sunnis, we are more open. Which is one of religions. He started to be in Saudi Arabia by Muhammad prophet. He believed the God and the God. He gave him some history. So we follow some of the history, even with the Jewish too, which is our neighborhood. But Muslims Sunni, I mean, as we are in North of Africa and Muslims Sunni, we are more open as the other other countries.
0: Mohammed, can you tell us about the call to prayer, the mosque, and how many times a day you pray?
1: So for the prayers, I mean the first prayers, they used to be normally every day before sunrise. In case if it's somebody who wake up one day early in the morning and you be in a desert, you can see there is the one white line, which is, is the time he starts to be the day. Not the sunrise, but the day. This is the first prayers. I mean, we had the five prayers for all day, except I mean for Friday. The first one is when you wake up in the morning, which is this white line before sunrise. The second it is one is the midday, which is when it's the, your shadow will be the same as your body. The third one, he will be between midday and sunset. The fourth one, which is sunset. The fifth one, which is, is the last one, when he becoming dark at night, this is the last one. So, the five prayers I mean it's different way and different cant and different times to protect and the, the most of the people which is it's nice they do it home, but it will be nice if you can do it in a mosque together like the group, which is it's more valuable and there's more accept which is uh, nice to be like this but if you are busy that means uh, our god he understood and you know they believe you are busy they can give you the time to do your prayers when you wish or when you have time Mm -hmm. and always the prayers i mean our head it's always is the way to mecca since you sit all over where you are long as the clean place and the clean space where you want to do your prayers you take your face the way to Mecca. Then you can do your prayers. Except I mean Friday. In a midday. We had a special day. Which is this Friday. We becoming like same as the Jewish. Or some Christian. Mm-hmm. So we go to the church. Or we go to our mosque. Could be nearby. We go inside. We be there 30 minutes. Before midday. Is the time we're the calling three times and the imam he come inside and they give for us one of the page of the Quran and in history why is exist this why you should not do this why you should do this how you should be coming and how you should be with the people respect each other and the God who is the judge for everybody. Mm -hmm. There is no way to push the others to becoming aggressive as we say today muslim sunni which is is more open and more respected for the each other and we believe for other religious jewish and christian and always there is the mosque which is when i say the mosque means it's small building and always the right side of the mosque minority i mean the highest building this is the time i mean for the person for calling the prayers they climb in five times a day once you are in high when you talk your voice is going far and the people they can understand they can listen to you is the time for the prayers right now as it's becoming more civilization we use the speakers no more now the imam climbing. We use just the speakers five times a day, and the people, they can hear, and they can come to do the prayers.
0: We're recording the trail as traveled on location in Marrakesh, Morocco, and we're sitting here in the home of Mohammed Ait Bahadou, and he was born in Merzouga, which means a sea within the sand, because millions of years ago, the Sahara Desert was underwater. Mirzuga is located on the border between Morocco and Algeria. Muhammad, what are the five pillars of Islam?
1: So the five pillars of the Islam is Muhammad 's prophet. This is the first one. The second one is the prayers five times a day the prayers. the third one is Ramadan, so Ramadan is means you stop to eating for in a day and you think about the poor people you get your prayers in a time, so you be a more active don't sleep but it's Ramadan I mean it's soft time so the fourth one is the charity we call it is Ashura or Ashara or Ashur which is the last word is more active I mean Ashur which is once you have the business you take 10% of what you have in your profits for business and this you have to give it to the poor people every year we call it Ashura or Ashara or Ashur means it's the same things. And these people, they should take 10% of his profits for the business, give it to the poor people. The five one, which is, is Mecca, if you can. If you can eat the wood will be nice. If now you can be accept from a God that means it's far away. You could be very poor, you are not you have no enough money to go. It could be you sick, you could be your body is not enough strong to go for Mecca. I mean the last one is Mecca if you can. Mm-hmm. So the five pillars of Islam, Muhammad is Prophet, the second is the prayers. third is Ramadan, fourth is Charity, Ashura, five, is Mecca, if you can.
0: Mohammed. what is one thing that this generation can learn from the ways of Islam? What's one thing that you can learn?
1: So the first one, you can learn, which is you respect the people and you believe every religious. You could be Jewish, you could be Christian, you could be Muslim. The most important and the most others in Islam is to respect each other and to believe the people from the other religious as the Jewish as the Christian as Muslim so everyone is free to do his religious there is no push but the Muslim Islam what I would like to know is the Islam in Morocco as we are Sunni we are more open as the other places which is more respect for the people since you respect the people here, welcome home. You can have everything with us.
0: Beautiful. We're recording the trail as traveled in the home of Mohammed Ait Bahadou. Ait is the Berber word for tribe in the desert. And Mohammed was born in Mirzuga, which is on the border between Morocco and Algeria, and that is in the Sahara Desert. Mohammed, you give tours to the Sahara Desert, your home. And someone listening, as myself, is probably very inspired right now to fly to Morocco, and meet you in Marrakesh and go on a journey with you into the desert. So how can they find more information about the tours that you do?
1: You are very welcome. If you want to contact me, it means you can go to www.moroccoonearth.com moroccoonearth.com Then you can have more information or you can contact my phone. We are open any times you can, any times you can you contact us. We are very stable. Thank you. Sukran
0: Mohammed Sukran. Mohammed thank you so much for your time and energy joining me here today on the Trail Less Travel.
1: I wish for your long life and thank you for sharing the time with us. Thank you to coming to visit in Morocco and thank you to Choosing Morocco for your destination and to give for us more information about Morocco, about our country. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome for everybody who come to Morocco. The door is open to everybody. Welcome home. Thank you. Shukran. Marhaba, marhaba. Mohammed,
0: can we end your show with three bits of advice that you can share with the listener?
1: First, I would like to you travel to Morocco. Second is, enjoy your time. Third is uh, you share with us our food and our culture. And we would like to share the, the different culture as yours, as my, as the others. Mm-hmm. And welcome, marhaba, welcome to Morocco.
0: Mohamed, what song would you like to end your show with?
1: I would like one of the Cat Stevens or Maria Curry.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, Cat Stevens or Mariah Carey? Yeah. Okay, so which one? <laughs> Anyone. Uh,
1: so, we would like, by the end, you know, to share in the single for the Cat Stevens, which is, is the name, the father and the son, for everybody in the world, like a peace. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everybody listen to us, and thank you, marhaban, shukran, very welcome to Morocco. <laughs>
0: Assalam alaikum. You've been listening to the Trail Less Traveled, an adventure radio series and podcast dedicated to collecting stories and sounds from the most remote locations around the world. Tonight's episode was recorded on location in Marrakesh, Morocco. I'd like to thank my guest for this week, my good friend Mohammed Ait Bahadou. Mohammed was born and raised in Merzouga, on the border between Morocco and Algeria, in the Sahara Desert. Mohammed now calls Marrakesh his home with his wife and two kids. He is fluent in eight languages including English, French, Spanish, German, Chinese, Arabic, Berber, and Italian. Mohammed grew up in a mud hut in the desert and sold fossils to tourists before starting his own business running cultural tours around Morocco. For more information and a meet-up with Mohammed in Morocco, you can visit MoroccanEarthTours.com. My name's Mandela, your host of The Trail Less Traveled. Every week I'll be interviewing an adventurer about what they do, how they do it, and how you can start adventuring in a similar fashion. Follow the show as it's recorded on location around the world at TrailLessTraveled.net. The Trail Less Traveled is also a free podcast available wherever you gather podcasts. And if the show has ever transported you, please consider writing us a review to help this new genre of adventure radio. My adventure tip this week is to carry spare passport photos. One time, I left Vietnam on a fun mission to Cambodia, and I did not have a double-entry visa for Vietnam. It was a very long and exciting process to get more passport photos in Cambodia, but the process itself could have been sped up had I carried spare passport photos. Ever since then, I've always had spares in my passport, just in case. Well, that's it for this week's adventure, my friends in Missoula and around the world. But until next week's adventure, please do something for Mother Earth, in addition to getting outside and shredding the gnar. Because as you know, the gnar does not shred itself.